Blog Talk Radio. If I get rocked, this shit for my kids, nigga. That real shit. Till the sun come up Crack a 40 when the sun go down It's a cold winter Y'all niggas better bundle up And I better be a hotter summer rapper Or you just a rocket down You hot now, listen up Don't you know cop sole purpose is to lock us down And throw away the king But without this drug shit Your kids ain't got no way to eat, huh? We still try to keep mom smiling Cause when the teeth stop showing And the stomach start growling Then the heat start blowing If you're from the hood, I know you feel me
You are listening to Real Life Spill. Yeah, got season status, let me talk. Yeah, start tenders, run it up. Ah, uh, let's get into it. Watch it. Yeah. Ah, uh. <laughs> For my family, huh? Wanna hop on jet, take off your panty, huh? You get to my wrist and they can't stand me, huh? My main bit like a street me. Shoot the hundred round and get your street sweet. Paddock on my wrist, it ain't cheap, cheap. Perky, y'all the addict, we want you gon' eat. If we got status in the bed and meet the grim reaps. Green line on lima with your creepers. You got the poppin' by this, so I lick the sick, eat them. I put the knife up on my back, I get the M's and feed them. You 
was just another n- on the hill, yeah. Trying to fix the inner issues with a bad bitch. Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Get white horse in a carriage. That you never could imagine. Never tell you you could have it. You need me. Ooh, you need me. Give a little more. Give a little less. Now you hate to come. She bought me the race. Swap it. Practice, 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 make perfect. It's never too late. Never, never, never. I see the out of the snake. I see the soul out of the snake. Then I see the bills up out of the bank. Rack, the blog and the media fake. Shout it, DM me, I'm straight. I'm not gonna bite on the bait. Nah. Sipping no toxic waste. Much. On the low with your in this great. On the low. Mask on the face. Jason. Right to that we in shape. If I go broke, she gon' leave, escape. She gone. I put two mil in the safe, just in case. Don't go my way. No cap, my kids gotta have money, not just me. It's selfish. Oh, I take the crown off the king like Mike did Elvis. Oh, the world is why he dying. No lie, that don't help him. Oh, you wanna eat up the drip and you cannot help it. Yeah, yo. 
But I just I just find that very interesting. Then with Rihanna, they was like, oh, for the longest time we've been saying her name wrong. Her name is Rihanna. You know, so Rain's philosophy on that was it's what what was your philosophy on that? All about the pronunciation of the name. Mister, it's a matter of accent and regional differences. Nothing more than that. So as we are in yeah, and I was I was surprised Beyonce was fourth. That shocked me because I mean you know with with Hove being one of the highest highest paid people. I'm just putting like this: we don't know who worth what. Numbers lie, and to me, your net worth ain't shit. You could be worth all the money in the world and still be broke. So anyway, you know, briefly about you know briefly about Cardi. I mean, um, GT, did you see what was in the news about her? You see her response to her getting back with Offset. Yeah, he yeah she was she gave a response basically we all know about you know what happened her in the um her in the Instagram upload and she said she tried to stop it but basically when I first heard about you know them breaking up again first thing I said I was like I don't think it's happening I was like I said I don't think it's happening I said I think it's just for yeah I think it's just for a clout thing um. But she said, she said, um, like, how could you not be with your, it's hard when you don't talk to your best friend. and She full of shit because what she really said was, I was missing him, you know, but do y'all know how hard it is to be without dick? <laughs> yeah, she did say that too. Oh, dumbass. But then also said, also said that she's the crazy one in the relationship, so on and so forth. I actually spoke to someone yesterday too and we were having the same conversation and we'll probably get into that later but it ties into uh you know to, to settling basically well let me not call that woman dumb because to each his own we don't know what the fuck going on in her marriage but what she said was some old suck ass pick me ass dumb ass bitch shit she don't cook she don't clean but look at the rings just something about that generation i'm not even i'm not going there because i'll be here all night Hi, Auntie. I see you listening. Whatever, whatever. You know, you can you can come in later on if you want. So, in two ways. Topic one, I kind of got from somewhere. I got I got offline, and Rain has a different way of going into topic one. So I'm gonna let her do that, and we'll go from there. Okay, so I'm not really a fan of how this is worded, but topic one says, how do gender roles, stereotypes, and heterosexism shape domestic violence? Now, here's why I can't get jiggy with the way that's worded. I don't think that your sexuality nor your race has anything, any way, shape, form, or fashion to do with domestic violence. Because as far as I know, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but statistics show the number one race if we gonna put it in there that's dying from domestic violence is Caucasian YT people um yeah cause you know them, them motherfuckers take it to the extreme they kill the wife the kids everybody that's like huh in the news a couple days ago maybe a week two weeks or so ago there was a white man that killed his wife and his children to be with his side bitch rather than just getting a divorce um, however, I do agree with stereotypes somewhat, simply because 
I I don't know if it was Chuck or if I had seen it on social media. I probably seen it both ways. But there was a post that said, if you're in a relationship and are getting and and, and getting beat, does it make it okay that it is the person that you went half on a baby with that is exhibiting the domestic violence? My answer to that was hell no. What are you teaching your child by accepting domestic violence yourself? Are you teaching your kids that that shit is appropriate? And absolutely not. What you do is your business. If you want your head knocked in between two walls, by all means. But stop exposing your kids to that shit. I got confused by the question because somebody actually posted it and then they sent it to me. And I was like, um, can you answer this for me? So I read it and it's one of those questions like how they wrote it up like it don't make sense. So you know you gotta, you know, with some of us, with I'm not I'm not even gonna say black people. With some of us people, you know, we somebody writes something and then if you're used if you're used to proper reading, I'll just call it proper reading because you know if you if you're one of those people who's not, you know, who can't read slang or whatever, or if it's all thrown together, you know, then it's like, oh, like I I use the topic for example. And, and it's reading very slow like this. How do rose types, you know, stuff like that. But they sent me the question on that, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, so they, I said, so they have the same parents? Because I thought in actuality the person was talking about, was talking about, um, was talking about the child being abused, not the, not the parent. So then going back, the answer I got was, oh, I don't, I don't know. So I'm like, okay. I said my belief on it is I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's right. I mean that's something that I grew up around. You know, and I tell people that in my in my opinion, I'm just gonna speak for me, that history I always say that history has a fucked up way of repeating itself and it's like it's a non it's it's a re, I'm not gonna say non it's a redundant cycle 'cause it's like if if you if you were subject to violence, then in most cases you tend to be violent. If you were abused as a child, most cases as an adult you would tend to be abuse an abuser. I mean, it's different, you know, different scenarios for different people. It's not it's not the same for everybody else. So when that question just came, I'm like, I'm like, and you know, and that person said it used to happen to them. They get picked up from school, and here it is. They get beat on. Not is not what is no. Sorry, they get beat on by, I guess like any dude that comes into the relationship. First of all, that that's a no no. Then it went from the father to any dude, and it went to the mother. Then the mother, you know, she was just fucked up to say. I guess she became accustomed, you know. And then that's another thing I don't like as far as and that's that's really that really ties in the topic too. You mean that stigma of if he ain't beating you, he don't love you. Correct, correct. Stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. You know, or or a man, or or, or a man just being a man. You or, know. or 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 your parents saying, "Well, I, I beat you because I love you, bitch." This is abuse. This ain't this ain't love. Well, I, I beat you because I love. With you. the exception of one person, you know, I I can really say that that person beat me that one time and went in the bathroom and locked up and cried and never beat me again. You know? Nah. I love you, bitch. You wanting a pack of cigarettes and he not <laughs> giving you my money for cigarettes and you beating the shit out of me is not love. That's abuse. 
It is. It is. You know, people. But speaking of which, let me. I seen this video earlier, literally probably like not even an hour ago on World Star Hip Hop of um his man. He begging the girl back, and she keep telling him no. She don't want to be with him anymore. And he just hauls off and hit her at least about fifteen times in her shit and, mm. and storm off all mad. Fragile masculinity. No, but he he can't. He's never been so. It been in a situation where a bitch has said no and stood firm on it. Yeah, she wouldn't take him back. I don't know. You know, you don't know the whole backstory of what he did before, but his child was hurt. Yeah, based based on the video, I can see why she wouldn't want to take his ass back because that's probably something that happens regularly. How he just casually did it, and he got people watching on, and he just ain't give a fuck. He just hauled off on in her shit and hit her with a fifteen piece. That's like that's Sounds like, no like funny. where we live. Exactly, that's like no funny business. You know, like I we like we we've seen it, especially summertime. You know, summertime it's nice. Everybody want to get about it, about it, rowdy, rowdy, whatever, whatever. You know, females come over here. And I'm not I'm not gonna bullshit y'all. Like I'm a person who believes in if if you can't take a lick, don't pass a lick. And like I've seen females come over here, they jump all up in these niggas' faces. You know, I've seen I've seen females put in work and I've seen niggas put in work too, but it's the principle of how far that everything goes and then like everybody kinda stands outside and just watch like this is this is your man's beating up his girl or vice versa and nobody's trying to pull that sh- Nobody's trying to pull that shit apart. It's just like y'all are, y'all are egging that shit on. Like y'all are laughing like this shit is funny. But if it's one, of, if it turns around and be, you know, if it's, if it's your sister, your mom, or somebody else like that, and I I agree with him, but I disagree because we live by a philosophy of we don't get involved in domestics, and typically that's because they could be beating the shit out of each other right now. I fucking hate you, fucking the fuck ass nigga, and you puss ass hoe, and all that extra shit. Today, right now, they fighting. You break up the fight, now they mad at you and want to beat your ass because you ain't mind your business. You know, I even had this argument with a couple of family members, you know, and I was and I said the same thing. I was like, you know, I said, for me, I said it's like a one, it's like a one-time rule. Listen, because it's like, oh, well, you, you're supposed to defend your people by all costs. You're supposed to defend your people by all costs. But listen, I'm not going to defend my people and then my people turned around and shit on me and be mad at me because I turned around and defended them. I got a coworker on my. I got a coworker to this day. You know, he told me a story, and you know that was similar. You know, he tried to protect his people, and his people turned on him. Said so he ended up in jail, and the boyfriend ended up going scot free. He said never again. I said I'm with you too. I'm with you a hundred percent. Listen, he want to beat the hell out of her, then go right ahead. I, my sim, my simplicity is this: what you do behind your closed doors is your business. What y'all ain't gonna do is beat on each other in front of me. That about the only time I get I, I get involved because get where where I live at, once a motherfucker call the police, they don't give a fuck who started the fight. Everybody involved going to jail. And that's factual. So before y'all get me locked up on y'all humbug ass shit, uh, excuse me, y'all ain't doing that right here. Y'all y'all can take that shit home in the hallway, anywhere but in front of me. So I just wanna I just wanna throw this out there on the um you know, like I said, when I got this first topic, although it got reworded, when I got it, I really got it from offline and 
really wasn't really wasn't a hundred percent sure. Like I'm not even going for it. Wasn't a hundred percent sure. So I went and looked up a couple of things. So I'm just going to throw some traits out there that um well I'm going to throw four stereotypes out there rather, and y'all tell me rather y'all agree or disagree. So as far as gender stereotypes, you have personal traits where women are expected to be accommodating and emotional, while men are usually expected to be self-confident and aggressive. You have domestic behaviors, and this, we kind of talked about this last Friday, although it turned into, I, I don't give a damn what rain call it, I call it a men bashing spree, where it says some people expect the women to take care of the children, cook, cook and clean the home while men take care of finances, work on the car, and do home repairs. As far as occupations, they said some people are quick to assume the teachers and the nurses are women and the pilots, do- and the pilots doctors, and engineers are men. And then as far as physical appearance goes, they said women are expected to be thin and graceful while men are expected to be tall and muscular. Men and women are also expected to dress and groom in ways that are stere- stereotypical to their gender. That part I agree with. I do not agree with the... Um... I do not agree with the occupation because anybody could be in any profession in these in these days and age. It is a little surprising in my field when I see male nurses. We really don't see a lot of those, but they are very well respected. Um, personality traits, absolutely, because that is the society that we live in. They do expect women to be emotionally available and accommodating while a man is is not required to be flexible with what he feels, and you don't have to express his feelings or explain his reasoning, he's a man, and that should that should be it. And that rolls me into a question that I kind of wanted to tie into this, that kind of dealt with last week, and it still kind of deals with this topic as well. So I love my mom group. Shout out to the New Age Mom. Um, shout out! Shout out! There was a post floating around that group that says, attention, women of this group. And the lady did a Facebook post, and she was asking her non-ethnic, meaning non-black, females. She said, do y'all get the same thing that we get on this end where y'all men and not... All y'all men ask y'all to be like, oh, 50-50 this and 50-50 that. And it was interesting because it was thousands, if not millions, a million some odd women, white women that responded. And 99% of them said they don't have this whole 50-50 split problem that we have. A lot of them had the same narrative of, my husband handles the household. My husband handles the bills. He goes to work. I don't have to go to work. My money, if I do have a job, it's because I want to have a job. And I told him I wanted to have a job. But he reassures me at any time that if I wanted to quit my job, I do not have to work. He can financially provide for the family. But if I'm working, my paycheck is my money. It's my play money. I'm free to do whatever it is with my money. The other half of them was like, listen, we do what works in our household. Don't get it twisted. I work because I want to, not because I'm required to. My husband financially alone can provide for the household, and I. but I work because that's what I want to do. Some of them, when they met, they had their own independent jobs, and they kept them as such. 
However, there's still no such thing as a 50-50, nor is there a 50-50 discussion in their household because it's like this. You cover these bills and whatever whatever your bills, whatever your money don't cover, I'll cover. Or I just want to pay this bill and you can pay this bill or we can sit down and decide which bills we want to pay amongst ourselves. And it was sad that the response from a lot of them white women was like, it sounds like y'all black women are being played by y'all own men. And that shit is sad. Okay. And then another one. Oh, y'all know this is my favorite term, fragile masculinity. It was so many white women hollering. Y'all sound like y'all got fragile masculinity problems because the only men on our side that rightfully holler about that 50-50 bullshit are A, trailer trash, or B, want to be black and they hang around black people and they try to adopt black people notion. But they're men without a doubt. Stand up for them. These, and I mean, God forgive me for how I'm about to say this, and I ain't trying to offend nobody, but if I do, fuck it. Davey no, said, you're not trying to offend nobody. Don't, we don't say fuck it. I, if I do, fuck it. Again, go ahead. You know how this world is. Somebody going to be butthurt somewhere. Anyway, they will stand up for a meth head, crackhead, teeth falling out. Skinny, anorexic, look like she a post sick dog with mange that got bit by goddamn rabbit dog with rabies. They be standing up for their raggedy ass women, and not all of them, but I'm just saying. I just gave y'all an example. Wait, but some of some of us black, some of the black people do too. They beat your ass over that last crack rock. You, you better call it. You better call it like it is now. I said they stand up for their women, and that's the part that we're struggling with as a black community. Our black women are so disrespected, it's ridiculous. And I'm not just going to say by men, because I, I, I can own my shit. Us women can be brutal of our own kind sometimes. I've been there, done that. Um, Still do it. When I do, I have my reasonings. Um, I be justified in my actions. Cause Still do it. Bitches don't know how to stay Still inside their box. However, it's Still just, do it. It's distasteful as hell when you see what are supposed to be role models. And I don't give a fuck about y'all opinion about oh, stop idolizing celebrities and making them role models. But when we was growing up, we all knew that celebrities were expected to be human, but also carry themselves in a way because their limelight is on them. This is what children see when they turn left and right, up and down, outside of regular people. These are the people that they look up to. So... My issue is every time one of these black men get a chance to speak and the question comes about, oh, well, why did you marry Becky instead of Tasha? Oh, they give a, li- a shitload list of why Tasha wasn't good enough or why they hate them or Tasha. But I ain't heard nothing that attributes to why you like Becky. I don't really give a fuck why you don't like Tasha. I just want to know why you prefer Becky over Tasha. You just gave me all kind of hate-ass reasons of why you don't like Tasha, but you still ain't told me what attracted you to Becky. You just gave me everything that's not, that Becky's not, and Tasha's Six figures. Six figures, four figures. You can walk over Becky. Shit, you can't walk over Tasha. That's not necessarily true either, though. You got some white women that won't go for that shit either. Yeah. Very rarely do you see that shit when they with a black person. And what? And another thing I said, like I just, I mean, I not even 
Not it, I really I really said the figure thing for for a laughing purpose. But you 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 know that some black people have that philosophy too. You you go white, your credit get right. You you know all that. And to me, I agree with Rain to a certain extent. Like maybe not a hundred percent because I mean it depends on what kind of Becky we talking about. You talking about all uh, white Becky? You talking about ghetto Becky? Cause you know, or you stuck up Becky. Like I, I go. When I, I say Becky, that is a general term for a white woman. No, I I know that, but I'm saying we don't it's care different. which kind of white woman they. It, it it is. I can't say it's a fact, but Becky it's a majority that Be- they pick Becky. And when you ask them why they picked a Becky, they give you all these reasons of what's wrong with a black woman. It's never why well, I fell in love with Becky because of her personality. Why well, I fell in love with Becky because she supports my dreams. Why well, I fell in love with Becky because she was the only one accepting me when my own kind was rejecting me. It's never that. It's always because black women angry. Black women this and black women that. Turn around and ask a black woman who is married to a white man or got with a white man why she's with a white man and she ain't dog she ain't dogging Tyrone. She ain't dogging James. She just telling you why she prefers Carl or Tom. Oh, Tom was sweet. Tom is 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 cater, he caters to my needs. Tom made me makes me feel like the only woman in the world. Eve is a prime example. When we asked her why did she choose Mr. Gumball three thousand over the black men that she normally dated, she simply said, my last relationship with a black face in my mouth. That's all I'm going to say about that. We should know, and if y'all know the story, if y'all ever seen the video, then y'all should have an idea of who we are, who we are referring to. And if y'all don't, we are talking about Stephen Jordan. So, she said that left a bad taste in her mouth, and she was good off dating for a while. She said when she met Mr. Gumball 3000, she had no intentions of even looking looking at that man. She said it was one of those love at first sight moments. She looked at him, and he looked at her, and they just knew that they had to be with each other. Can I tell you why? Can I can I tell you why? Can I can I tell you why though they prefer Becky? Why? It's all about that big black dick, baby. That's not, that's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, but Becky don't have a dick, so are you saying that they prefer Becky because she gonna stroke your ego? Maybe so. Oh. You know, you know Becky, they love BBC. Okay, you got black women that love BBC. You said it to say what? <laughs> GT, what's a, what, what, what's another what, what's another reason why they pick Becky? Becky normally, I I know niggas I know they pick Becky. They picking for the cash. Becky got some kind of money. That's Becky not necessarily true. Nice Because I've seen niggas leave millionaire, black millionaire or well-off black women for some trailer trash ass Becky. And, Becky uh, get a whole they, new dental part and everything. I mean, yeah, you know everything. You know, like I said, everything. Everything is, you know, just a little. Now, just a little different to me. It's a, I mean, to me, it's about preference. But yeah, I mean, but once again, Rain said, you know that, you know, the bashing does happen. You know, the the black the black man has all the complaints about the black woman, and some of the black women have all the complaints about the black man too. You know, and I'm not I'm not really gonna go into that full throttle of because I don't I don't. 
It shouldn't even be tit for tat, you know. So, but I don't know. I never me me Becky wasn't never like my my brother is attracted to Becky. You know, it's nothing it's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it I tried it. It didn't work for me. I I preferred. If it, if it was anybody white, they had to have red hair. That was my thing. Like, give me give me a redhead. Hey, and yeah. I have to say that they're the shit. I have one for a boss. Mm. Yeah. I, <laughs> give me a white girl all day long. Give give me give me a redhead or give me one with. I, I say I even I might even go and say maybe dark black hair, but definitely definitely throw me that redhead in there. Listen, my philosophy has always been I don't discriminate. I have never dated a Caucasian man. Um, I did date an Asian. He was sweet as ever, but we were just on two different playing fields at the time. And, yeah, life just led us in opposite directions. But during our course of dating, he was the perfect gentleman, and I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, you you would have been eating you would have been eating dog fried rice and uh, I'm joking. Up. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, contrary to what you think, he he. I mean, he eats his Asian cuisines, but he was very much into soul food. He was very much into. He actually took the time to get to know who I was as a person, what I liked, what was safe, what was unsafe to say to me and around me. He was very conscious of my world and the reality that I lived in and my feelings and everything. Where the relationship started to get a little bit creepy is he was trying to rush to the bedroom. I don't know if he was a virgin or what the case might have been. And I was like, bro, pump your brakes. I ain't ready for that stage yet. I'm still getting to know you. He's ready to pull out that noodle. No, baby, it got real because this man was ordering lingerie and sending it to my house. Oh yeah, he wanted he wanted that he wanted that real quick. He was like, "Yeah, take sexy pictures and send them to me." Whoa, <laughs> whoa, sir, pump your brakes. He was about to give you that Oriental. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I wasn't ready for that though. Oh, mm-hmm. Alright, listen, we going. <laughs> we we oh, Lord, we going to break. We'll be back.
check no rep the set. Gotta rep the set. Chase a chick. Never chase a Never chase no mask on. Get mask on. Mask on. Get mask on. Rep the set. Gotta rep the set. Chase a chick. Never chase a Never chase no photo maybe. I drive anything. Buy my range. Make them go insane. Guillotine, drink for me, drink for me. Taking beans, yeah. Go to those extremes, uh, let's go, let's go. Parliament, Parliament. call up Mari Wins, yeah. Parlay in Vegas, we was in the tennis, let's go, let's go. Before the business, yeah. Theodore Lindsay, Theodore. More prescriptions, yeah. Focus on the mission, for my intermission, hold on. Never take a break, we can't hold on. Switch states, switch down far in place. Switch, ain't no way, ain't no way. No, we contemplate. We didn't come to play. No, rob the bank. We gon' rob the game. Again, they gang, we gang. Dang. But they're not the same. We been represent. Yeah, gotta represent. Dang. Chase a chip. Never chase a Never chase no. Represent. Yeah, gotta represent. Dang. Chase a chip. Never chase a Never chase no. Mask on. Get mask on. Mask on. Get mask on. Represent. Gotta represent, dang. Chase a chip, chase. Never chase a never chase no mask on. Get mask on. Mask on. Get mask on. Mask on. Get mask on. Gas gun. Never nod on. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Real Life Spill Show. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. You was going to learn today. You was going to learn. You was going to learn. You know what, though? So, topic one is pretty much finished. Um, we kind of tied into topic two. I think we, I think we really good to go to three. Um. So, let me see. How how do I want to put this? Remember as a remember as a kid, an adult saying to you, "You go stay in a child's place." Wait, why did we skip topic two? Oh, I, I mean, I just asked. No, we can go back to it. I just thought we were pretty much done. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, ain't really no victims to 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 express their reasoning. Um, I can speak from experience from my standpoint. Um, all right, so we're gonna go back for a few minutes. Real quick, um, it says, "Why do victims stay in an abusive relationship?" Ooh. So when I was in my abusive relationship and. For those out there listening, abuse does not have to always be physical. It could be mental abuse. It could be physical abuse. It could be emotional abuse. And it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Let's just get that clear. It wasn't me. Um, When I was in that abusive relationship, I stayed because it was codependency, honestly. That, that relationship had a lot of 
codependency going on. He was everything I needed him to be in the right time and the right place. I made him feel young and free. He was living a lie. Hell, I was living a lie right or wrong. Really. Um, that relationship was not physical. It was mental and emotional abuse. Like, he was an emotional manipulator. Like, first of all, we wasn't even supposed to be screwing with each other because the age difference was something wicked. And he basically groomed me into that relationship in the beginning. I mean, once I became of age, I knew what the fuck I was doing. I was in the relationship for all the same reasons he was in it. But in the beginning stages, he groomed me into that relationship. Um, and uh, towards the end, it just started getting real toxic. Because I started to really sense the emotional manipulation because you would make me feel guilty for having what he called front relationships, which was talk to other people so don't nobody know we fucking with each other so we don't blow our cover, which was fine until you felt like I was actually digging some of the people that I was talking to. Then you started showing out. You'd ride by my house unannounced. And if you seen a car there that you were unfamiliar with, you do the bullshit and lure my mom out the house or have somebody lure my mom out the house so you could figure out who was in the house with me or who it was that I was hanging out with, call and threaten me and be like, yo, if you don't make whoever that nigga is in there with you leave, I'm going to come and show my ass in that motherfucking cut up. And I was like, you doing the utmost for somebody who don't want to be known about. It really, 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 really came to a head when I was just hanging out, like literally hanging out at that point. Me and dude wasn't into nothing. <laughs> Our relationship had burned and kindled. Um, we was literally hanging out at my house watching TV. They were drinking at the time. I couldn't drink. I was pregnant. Um, and this motherfucker calls my phone and goes, you think I'm some kind of fucking joke, huh? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just at home chilling. I ain't did nothing. What you bugging out about now? He was like, oh, you think you think I'm some kind of fucking fool? I love you, and you out here acting like some fucking hoe. And I'm like, how am I acting like a hoe? I'm confused. Mind y'all, I'm like seven months pregnant, so this shit is blowing minds, and I'm emotional. I'm like, how am I? I don't get it. Like, what do you mean? I know you in the house with a nigga. Now I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? First of all, it's just not one person. There's two people in here. But how do you even know that? You're not even here. Long story short, I didn't know he had to lure my mama out the house to a damn card game or some other. This nigga left her at the card game with his folks, said lied and said he was going on a beer run to ride by my spot to find out who the fuck I was in the house with. You knew who it was because I hung out with this person on a regular basis. But you felt some type of way because I used to date this person. And we really was just hanging out. You don't get them motherfuckers out there out of there. I'ma come in them and really show the fuck out. You I'ma really show my fucking colors. And I was like, You're doing the utmost. You think I'm playing? Bitch, you got thirty minutes to clear that fucking house out. Me, not wanting no fucking confrontation. Again, being emotionally manipulated i was like listen y'all gotta go my mom on her way back and something happened with my uncle so he really flipping out y'all gotta go 
they leave. Not even five minutes go by after they pull off. This motherfucker pulls in the driveway. Takes his key, turns the door. Now, mind you, I ain't giving him a key. My mama gave him a key. But takes his key, turns turns the lock to the door and was like, you got me fucked up. You up here fucking niggas. I'm like, well, what do you tell my man? The same place you see me now is the same place I've been for the last four hours. Sitting on the couch. Nah, you in here giving my shit away. And I'm like, you're bugged the fuck out. I don't even want you to touch me. Ooh. I was grossed out by sex at that point. I was good and pregnant. Then <laughs> sex is what got me in that predicament. But, you know, he bugs the fuck out. And because I wouldn't sleep with him, he basically threw me into the fucking front door. And I was like, yeah, no, this is over. <laughs> this this shit is dead. You, you're not going to keep playing with me like that. And, and was like, you got me fucked up. And I was like, yep, nope. Because <laughs> the next time you put, my, you put your hands on me, bitch, they'll be burying you. They'll be saying, dearly departed, and we'll be singing songs at your funeral. Yeah, left it alone. But so... Victims stay in abusive relationships for a number of reasons. For me at the time, it was convenience. It was a codependency until I said I had had enough. And when it became physical, that was it for me. And I guess I kind of felt like that because I'm not throwing nobody under the bus. And if he's listening, I really don't want him to be offended. But if he is and he does get offended, we could discuss it. And if not, and you feel some type of way, my nigga, I'm 27 years old. So it is what it is. Fuck it. You had all the time in the world to discuss this and you chose not to. It's like an elephant in the room. But I think I am against physical abuse, domestic violence, period, as much as I am against it. Because I grew up watching my dad go through countless women and beat the shit out of them. Like, I remember being... Between five and no, I had to be younger than that, but I'm gonna say about five, between five and seven. I remember us being asleep on the floor in my grandmother's house, my grandmother and grandfather's house. And my little brother, he was, I, I assume he was in a relationship at the time, my daddy hoes, so you never know. Um, I assume he was in a relationship at the time with one of my siblings' mother and. I remember being woke up by the sound of her crying and begging him to leave her alone. She was tired. She didn't want to do this. And as a result of her telling him no, he proceeded to beat the shit out of that woman laying in the bed right there while we right there. I'm hearing him and seeing his arm movements in the dark punch this lady. My sibling had woken up. My sibling is like three years younger than me, had woken up at the time. We're both just laying there in silence as you beat the shit out of this woman. And that shit scarred me. I never looked at him the same. And that shit just continued. I hope he turned over a new leaf and he's still not out here abusing women. But with him, you never know. And it is what it is. I, I, I respect him as my father. And we're getting to a better place. But yeah, uh, you indirectly showed me the man that I never wanted to be with and I guess that's why I'm always on defense and tell a bitch fight me quick <laughs> man or female you put your hands on me bitch let's fight you I might not win but you're gonna feel me you're gonna know next time you're gonna think twice I ain't to be fucked with because either if we get real it's gonna be one dead person out of the situation if not two and for everybody that is listening you know it's probably a lot of people listening live it is okay to leave. 
it is okay to walk away. And I just got to say this. For anybody that's going through this situation and you're contemplating leaving, whether you're a male or female, and I, I know domestic violence against men gets swept under the rug a lot, and it has to do with stereotype. If you letting a woman beat on you, it's a punk. Sir, no, you're not. You're not a punk. You're just a person in a fucked up situation. And it is okay to leave. And I know it might not seem like there's an out, but there's always an out. You just got to take that step of faith and just step out. It might seem like your life is going to be over, like you can't move on without that person and you have nothing because they provide everything. But I promise you, there is always somewhere, somebody willing to help you move on with your life. Just leave because you keep putting it off and you keep saying tomorrow, 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 and tomorrow might not come. Tonight might be your final night. He or she might kill you. And you don't want that to be your reality, especially if you got children. I mean, it's fucked up to say, but children are supposed to bury their parents, not the other way around. And I know that feeling don't feel good on either side, but leave. You deserve so much more. You are so much better than that. Just leave. I remember my first time I read the poem. I got I got flowers today, and I used to hear I used to hear used to hear people talk about that poem here and there. And like the first time I read it, it just like it really I don't know if it triggered an emotion, whatever it did. And I wrote this song back in 2010, maybe 2011. It's called It's called Dreams. It was actually a beat with somebody singing that was sent to me. And on the chorus, the guy says, I know you're tired of tossing, turning at night, and you dream of the day where you can leave and he can't do nothing. So I didn't even know what kind of song this was going to be. You know, I just kept listening to the hook over and over again, and I thought about thought about my mother, thought about my father, thought about all that domestic stuff that I've seen. So they had a contest going. They had a contest going at that time and wrote the song, did a little video, submitted the song, actually came in to second place. You know, some people don't realize, and it goes even goes back to earlier about the the mother, you know, the mother getting slapped up, you know, in front of the kid and is it being okay? Once again, it takes a it takes a toll, and sometimes not gonna say maybe we don't realize or maybe go to the extent of oh I don't I don't care what kind of toll it's gonna take like with, you know like with, with there was somebody who I spoke to and they told me this horrific story about my mother once because they were she was a pen pal with my um with my father at the time. So I ended up speaking to her all these years later, and she's just telling me this horrific story. I mean, in the way how she told the story was like you can visualize how she told the story. I remember going back to my mother and asking my mother, "I'm like, is that is that true?" I was like, "Such and such told me this story. I just want to know if it's true or not." And she said, "Yeah, like that shit was like damn." Because I remember, I remember when she finally got the courage to. To start fighting back, you know, and she even she finally when she finally got that when she finally got that courage, and then it's a whole, it's a whole different. I want to say maybe sometimes it's a whole different ballgame. I think that was on Medea, 
where what was that on the it was on the Clash reunion play I think I just can't remember exactly what he said in in the Medea character it was something about if he called oh okay yeah no I do remember if you say I'm gonna call the police and he said oh no baby come on you ain't got to do that then go for what you know and the other saying was if you say you gonna call the police and he dialing if he dial the police and say here and throw you the phone then you better run like hell. I don't agree with that either because you got some some abusers that be out here punk faking. However, um, I'm glad you bring that up. And ain't no shade to nobody. But also, I want to say if you are a survivor, because I know a lot of us hate that word victim. If you are a survivor of abuse, please, please, I beg you, do not go from being the abused to the abuser because that only makes matters worse. Like you, GT, I'm on my way in about two weeks. You a goddamn lie. Don't nobody abuse you. I was just about to say, I'm finna, after having this talk, I'm going to go home and pack my shit and leave. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you know something else? Uh, I spoke to a coworker over the weekend. We were talking about, we were speaking about this particular situation, and we were speaking about friends and once again, she was she just shared a story with me, and she was saying that she had a friend who was on the more to love side. When I said that to Rain, Rain said, "What the hell is?" She like, "Never mind, I got it." She's a big girl. She like, "Why you why you just didn't say that?" So I just felt like I don't know. I just said more to love. So, and she was saying how you know how she she's real put together. You know what I'm saying when. You know when she gets dressed and whatever. And else can y'all stop else. saying that shit? Cause he also said it too, and it pissed me off. Stop saying, "Oh, she cute for a big girl." What the fuck does that even mean? That's like saying, "Oh, you cute cause you black." What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Bitch, I'm cute. Period. I'm beautiful. Period. He but, handsome. Period. But anyway, her self esteem had ran had ran so low, so low because. I guess he tried to convince her, like, oh, you a big bitch, ain't nobody gonna want you, da 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 whatever, whatever. So, in another instance, there was this, um, there was this girl that I went to school with, um, GT, you actually know this individual, I'll, I'll text you the person's name, um, but she was, she was saying that how her baby daddy was like, oh, ain't nobody gonna want you. You a fat bitch. You got three kids. Da, 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 da. So she put up a post recently, and you know, and like I said, only OnlyFans has been a thing for I don't know how long now. I guess her and her dude they have an OnlyFans or whatever. So she's like, it was just funny. She was like, I remember when my baby daddy said that oh I was a fat bitch and I wasn't gonna get with nobody else and wasn't nobody gonna want me and my three kids. But now look, I got somebody that loves me, somebody that cares about me. I was like, yeah, and y'all got an OnlyFans. Don't leave that part out. <laughs> but hey, I leave them people uh, that name, come along. I, 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 yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to say it on the air, but I'll definitely tell you who it is. So, but anyway, but we were we were talking, you know, we were, and as us talking, we were just like, why, once again, like, why are you... Why are you putting? Why are you putting up with? You know, why are you putting up with it? Because dude, when it got with somebody else, whole different relationship, whatever, whatever, blah blah blah, you know. But 
what I said to her was, I said, you know, I said, what's going to happen is, I said, in my opinion, I said, he's going to catch so much hell from this new chick that he with that he's going to run back to her. And to an extent that I was right about that. But what gets me is, you have a friend, you try to talk to them, and... You know, basically, it's it's the same thing. It's it's a domestic type of thing, but no kids. And it's just, I want to leave, but I'm scared, or I can't, or... I got to start all over. Yeah, I got to start all over. And I was like, it it made me laugh, because as she was telling me the story, I was just picturing myself hugging the girl on my shoulder, and like just patting her shoulder, like... It's okay, you little dumbass. It's okay. It's okay. You know, because it's like, I said, you know what? I said, it's going to get to a point where you're going to stop having conversations with her. I said, because it becomes one of those situations of, if you like it, I love it. And I said, it's only so much in reality that you can really say. I was like, you know, like, oh, but you... You know, but then there's that possibility that they come running back. You know, if things, you know, if things do fail, if things do fail again, here they come. Oh, I was so stupid. I should have listened to you. You know, and like I said, it goes back to what I said. You know, I, I, I know, I know, dumbass. I, I know, I know. But once again, you know, realistically, you know, victims, survivors, you got a chance for real, for real to get out of there, get yourself out of there. You know, I like to hear I like to hear good news. Really praying and hoping I don't have to go to another funeral this year or next year or the year after. You know, death is inevitable, but I I'm just praying and hoping that it's not for a preventable reason. Because it's not it. For people, yeah, but for people who don't, for people who don't get out, it's not, it's not worth the, it's not worth the grave. You know what I'm saying? If you have the chance to get out of there, get yourself out of there. You know, um, people in real relationships, realistically, everybody goes through shit. You know, if it's something stupid, if y'all got the opportunity to fix it, go ahead, y'all go ahead and fix it. You know, life is life is too short. I don't even know why I'm going this way. I guess this is just what's just laid on my. Conscious and spirit right now, you know. But anywho, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go too deep into it. Um, I say we should go ahead and tie in and roll into three. Wow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Topic three. Why do children feel they have to defend or have a say in their parents or parents' relationship or marriage? Now, before we came off the break, and I don't, I don't, I don't know why I jumped over topic too. I do, but I'm not telling you. <laughs> but anyway, um, as I said, when when I was younger, I always heard stay in a child's place, and it's not too many times in our community, in our black community. That you're gonna hear stay in a child's place. The hell you preach? Shit. The hell you might maybe not in now society with our generation and the generation coming up, but we definitely heard that shit growing up. 
you used to get your shit busted for not staying in a child's place. Children ought to be seen and not heard. Stay your ass in a child's place. Bat. Why your grandma on the phone? Girl, surely, yeah, because I went to that store and I bought some greens. Girl, guess who? Mr. Ernest was there. He was looking at my ass. No, he wasn't, Grandma. He was, get your ass up. But what I'm saying is, so maybe I said it wrong. It was only so many times that they had to tell you that is what I was trying to say before you actually did it. Is what is where I was going. Oh yeah, and in yeah. most cases they they didn't have to tell you because you knew if it was coming out their mouth you was getting hit. So, for the caller that called in, we're actually on topic three, and it is why do children feel they have to defend or have a say in their parents' relationship slash marriage? Um, I'm gonna just give y'all background, kind of. So how we came up with the topic. So um some time back I knew somebody who parents had been married their whole life and they thought that their parents had this really great marriage. And around the time when they was finding their selves and indulging into another relationship, the veil came off and they realized that their parents' marriage for the last couple of years had basically been a lie. Found out that the daddy was sleeping with whoever else outside of the mother had a whole, basically was living a whole double life. And he got all in his bag about the fact that his parents' marriage was falling apart. Not in a typical child way, like my parents are are getting a divorce. What am I going to do? They they were a perfect example of a long-term marriage. How does it, you know, how do I move forward to normal heartbrokenness when your parents separate? Nah, he took that shit to a whole nother tangent. Like, first of all, let me give you some backstory. Was living in the parents' house. Was basically dependent on the parents. Independent to an extent but more or less dependent on the parents. And the father was the breadwinner of the household. The mother, she had her own job or whatever, and she worked because she wanted to, not because she rightfully had to. Um, And uh, when it happened, I guess the mother decided that she wanted to tell the older children, the adult children, and she kind of kept it away from the younger child and didn't really want the shit to blow up until the youngest child graduated high school, which I think at the time was in their senior year. But um, Shorty turned around and called me and was all vexed up. And I'm like, yo, like, my youth, what's your problem? What do you? And he was just like, I'm a, I'm a fucking killer man. Like, how could he betray my mother like that? And I'm like, first of all, slow down. Because uh, you lost me You went straight for the kill mode And I have no idea what the context Of this conversation is and I don't want to be implemented in the crime So can you give me backstory first And um, how can he fucking do that to my mother Yo da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like well what are you talking about Come to find out That he had been having an affair for umpteen many years And was living a double life With whoever was lying about going on trips And all kind of shit um, so he got bold enough to kind of like press his daddy and was like, you did my mama fucked up and why would you, 
what kind of man is you? And you always telling me to be a man and be responsible and do this and do that. You always giving me man advice. And you not a fucking man yourself. You a piece of shit because you doing this and that to my mama. And when he told me he did that, he expected me to be like, yeah, friend, that's how you do it. And got the exact opposite. I was like, you know, you done fucked up, right? I was like, what do you mean? You know, you done fucked up, right? I get them, your parents and all. And I get that you feel some type of way because I probably would too if that was the case with my parents. But get what? I feel some type of way to myself. Unless it was remotely my feelings, I feel some type of way to my motherfucking self. Because at the end of the day, before you was born, they was in a relationship. They was husband and wife. Before you became of age, I'm pretty sure it's some other shit that done went down in that marriage that you don't know nothing about. You only feel some type of way and feel like you got to say because you old enough now to know what the fuck is going on. But frankly, it ain't your motherfucking business. Them two married people, that's they married people problems, and you need to mind your single-ass, child-ass business. In this case, you need to stay in a child's place. How are you going to tell me to play in a child's place and that's my mother? I said, you're going to. I said, you're going to be mad as hell if you get the reaction that I think you're going to get. And I'm going to be like, I told you so. Long story short, he got the reaction that I told him he was going to get. Me being the real ass bitch that I am, the real ass friend that I am, I was like, mm-hmm, didn't I tell you? Because he confronted his daddy, and I told y'all he was basically dependent on his parents, and the daddy was the breadwinner in the household. You confronted him on about what he did to your wife, and he set your ass, what he did to his wife, and he set your ass straight. Son and no son, that's my motherfucking wife. This is my motherfucking marriage, and this is my business. Something you need to butt out of. Me and your mother will decide how we move forward. And he basically took it to the mama too and was like, if you take him back, I'm not talking to you, blah, 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 squad. And the parents stopped the shit that they was going through at the moment. They they forgot all about their marriage problems at the moment and jumped right into parent mode and then was like, you know what? I don't know how many times a nigga got to tell you that a child is, is to stay in a child's place. Matter of fact, you a grown child, not in your place. So how about you pack your shit since you got such a problem about the man in this household and you don't know your place and you just challenged his authority in his house. He told you pack your shit and leave. The the, the son looked at the mama was like, you going to let him? And she's like, this is his house. Hey, regardless of what's going on in my marriage, this is still your father. You still owe him your respect. And this is still his house of which he pays the bills in. So if he said you got to go because you didn't stay in your place, then you got to go. He called me in the car basically fighting the end crying. You know, they put me out. I tried to tell you. I told you sit that one out, bro. And not that that's always the best thing to do. I mean, because GTU, you should, I don't know if you remember or not, but I was just like, one of our closest friends, you know, same thing. Daddy, you know, daddy hit the mother, you know, and you know, bro, ready. <laughs> ready to go, bro, ready to go to defense mode for his mama. You know, he went in when it got the when it got the ice for her and the whole nine yards. You know, and 
you know, he came he came and told he came and told me about it and, I, and once again, don't wanna boast on myself, brag on myself, but I'm one of them people even even it might take me a little bit longer now because I done got fat and out of shape. But I'm always ready. If some shit gotta jump off, I'm ready. You know. And I just went to you know, I went me, a couple of other people, we went right behind him to the house. You know, daddy sitting on the porch with a gun, you know, oh. So what so what the fuck they supposed to do? And same principle, you know, the mother was like Listen, she was like, you gotta, she like, you gotta go. And the shit hurt him. I mean, the shit hurt him deeply. And he was like, and she was like, you know, because she really thought like we was coming over there to fuck dude up. And that really wasn't, that wasn't the case. Unless it had to be the case, but that really wasn't the case. I just went over there to make sure he was good because he was supposed to come back to my place and he never made it back. So I went over there to make sure like, okay, like he really didn't get into anything that he couldn't get himself out of. Yeah, she, you know, she's on the phone. She's like, well, why you brought such and such over here? You know, why why you did that? That's even like, you know, when G, GT and I, when we were younger, I mean, same thing with, same thing with his sister. Somebody, somebody tried to jump back. Niece, niece called the phone. Listen, we, we there. You know what I'm saying? We there. And he said the same. Yeah, we, we there. You know what I'm saying? And, and he was, and nigga was outside. Nigga was outside. Never, never forget it. Nigga drove a Ford Tempo. I think that's what it is. I think it was a Tempo or an Escort. One of the two. And like, by the time, nigga, by the time he came outside, we was all outside. And he, he, another one. He got all big and bold. Oh, I don't know what you call. I don't know what you call them for. Fragile masculinity. See, like, I, I don't know what you call them for. They ain't gonna do shit. But. It's funny you said that, but for some niggas who wasn't going to do shit, you the one who jumped in the car and hauled ass. Fragile masculinity and male ego. And I'm sorry, I ain't male bashing, but it happens too much to y'all. And that's why I say fragile masculinity and male ego. My friend, well, we not friends no more. But my friend, I still say he my friend. My friend learned the hard way. He let his ego and his masculinity get in the way of his judgment. And it cost him. I got a I got a text from one of the callers and they said my parents were exactly like this. They told us to mind our MF in business. They would double team you two and they should. Said marriage are marriage is between God and the man, she said. Yep, so it's just better to mind y'all being when it comes to y'all folks relationship. Listen, I'm gonna give y'all a story and I wasn't even meddling. I just got caught in the crossfire. But uh, give me two seconds, Chuck. Take over. I, I got something I gotta deal with right quick. But you know, just you know, just just, just overall thinking about it. Like I said, I grew. I to to me, like if you if you go up, I think it'd be a little different if it, you know if it was like a domestic situation. But on the Medea, on Tyler Perry's the um the funeral movie. The son, the son was sewing his bag. Son was sewing his bag about the mother, about the mother, um, about the mother being with somebody else until she set his ass straight and let and let him know that she let him know that. Hey, listen, I stayed around for as long as I did because. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second.
But she, what she did was she checked. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about you know it's a little little noisy right now. Um, she checked him. She checked him on everything and like let him know. That, Listen, I stayed. I stayed here for as long as I did because of y'all. She's like, I knew what your father was doing. And this is another instance that we tried to explain to dude. Like, listen, at the end of the day, like, your mother probably was not stupid. Like, she probably had an idea of what was going on. And for whatever reason, she decided to stay in that situation. You know, that's going, you know, that's up to her. That's her reasoning. But you never know, you never know what the, you know, you never know what the reason is or what the reason was. So, yeah, but it's funny because when we were putting the topic together, I started doing um, what movie is that? Boys in the Hood. I started doing the Cuba Gooding Jr. and I started fighting the air and like, yeah, I'm I'm so mad. I'm so mad, man. Like, how how could you do that? And, and who the fuck do you think you are? But yo, like at the end of the day, like my G, you gotta let you gotta let you gotta let your people work that out. But another thing is when people break up. They also have to take into consideration, especially if there are kids and stuff involved, what it may do, what kind of effect it may have. And I think sometimes those things are not, maybe they are and maybe sometimes they are not taken into consideration. Because, and another thing, and another thing is, you know, one thing, speaking from personal experience, people and whoever's listening people stop going out of your way to try to break other people up because all it does in most cases is make the relationship stronger or or it builds this false foundation for them because now they're in a relationship just to prove everybody wrong rather than breaking up and going their separate ways. If people going to break up, let them break up on their own terms. Stop trying to build their breakup. Because sometimes you build up a toxic relationship because they so busy on trying to prove y'all wrong. They just letting the toxic shit slide and now you done lost a family member. Um, But um, I'm back now. So uh, as I was saying, I'm going to give y'all an example from me. And in this situation, I wasn't even meddling in my parent relationship. I just happened to get caught in the crossfire. For the dumbest shit ever. Not going to give y'all the back reason, but here you go. So, we had just came back off vacation. My daughter had just had her second birthday. We just sitting in the room chilling. My mom was on a phone call with somebody that I consider to be my uncle because him and my uncle grew up together. Him, my uncle, and my mom grew up together. So, he is my uncle. He's been around forever. He hadn't spoke to my mom in some years, so he's like, you know, how you doing, baby? You know, in the South, we call each other boo, babe. Terms of affection don't really mean nothing by it. Um, So she's on the phone, and she hadn't called me in the room because she wanted to watch something with me because we'd be watching shows and stuff together. So. I'm in the room chilling or whatever, and her man come in there. He walks in the room, doesn't say anything, walks back out. And I say, Mom, do I need to leave? And she's like, no, mm, I don't know. She was like, I don't know where his problem is. He walks back to the room, doesn't say shit, walks back out. Third time he walk in, I'm starting to get uncomfortable. 
that you can feel the hostility in the air. He throws the phone in here and calls her all kind of jump off ass bitches. And I look at my mama and was like, yo, why are you talking to you like that? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you, I'm sitting on the bed in the middle of the shit. So I'm like, you know, you asking like the fuck, what am I, what am I sitting in the middle of? Do I, am I okay to sit here? We still watching the show. Should I leave? Did I do something? What, what the fuck is the issue here? And she, first of all, I assume he was already looking to pick a fight. She didn't say shit to him. So he comes back and he's like, you fucking jump off ass bitch. And I'm like, I turn around again and look at her and go, the fuck? He goes, bitch, I'm not talking to you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sir, you grown. It's three grown motherfuckers in here, and what you're not gonna do is respect is disrespect me. I respect you. I don't call you out your name. I expect I expect the same thing in return. Do not call me out of my name. In the same way you wasn't speaking to me, I was not speaking to you. I was speaking to my mother. So then my mother was like, "Just leave, just leave." And I'm like, "Well, sis, the way I'm sitting, I can't leave with the way he's standing because the." I get up, he's already in a hostile mood. So if I get up and brush his skin, he going to swear I hit him or swear I bumped him on some fuck shit on purpose. So I asked him, I said, can you back up, please? He ain't back up. She was like, can you? My mama asked him, can you move so she can leave? Because this don't have nothing to do with her. He backs up. I get up. Mind you, I have a cup of Pepsi in my hand. I just said, me and my mama was chilling, about to watch a movie or a TV show or whatever. And I get up, turn my back, and ears and turned off because I don't want to hear them arguing. I don't got shit to do with that situation. I'm leaving. All I know is my mother had one of them, you know, builder closets in her room. You buy the closet, you build it. It wasn't one of the ones with the little plastic. It was actually a wooden closet that she built. All I know is I open the door and the next thing I know I'm flying into the closet because this nigga pushed me into the closet. I'm my mom and my daddy child. I ain't no punk bitch. So <laughs> that man pushed me. I turned around, dashed my drink in his face, walked out because he ain't moved like he wanted to fight nothing at that point. So I walked out. This man comes chasing after me in the hallway and we get into a whole fist fight. My daughter's standing there, everything. My brother's smart thinking, grabbed my daughter because he thought I was going to push the man over the banister, which ran through my brain. But then I said, I ain't trying to go to jail over no fuck shit because if I push the man over the banister, he liable to die. Now I'm in jail for murder for some shit that ain't that serious. That had nothing to do with me. You wanted to pick a fight and you pushed me and got what the hand called for. Long story short, and this is why I say it pays better to mind your business, although I wasn't meddling. It goes to show, in most relationships, the motherfuckers going to stick together no matter how toxic the relationship is. Because all that happened, my mother hits the panic button on the alarm system because at this point, it's her daughter and her man fighting. She don't know what the fuck to do. She don't want to feel like she choosing one over the other. She said, fuck it, I'll just get the police involved. So now he realized the police had been called. The police took forever to respond, but... At the time, this dude owned a gun, and he was already drunk. 
he unfortunately is a drunk. He was already drunk, so his next thing was, I got something for you two bitches, and he's heading towards the gun. So at this point, me being me, I'm a street bitch. Let me grab my kid and bounce because I ain't about to be on nobody's force 48. I ain't about to be nobody homicide victim over no fuck shit. Me and mine can bounce. My mama, don't leave. You got the baby with you. Don't leave. And I'm like, ma, I'm out. I don't want to put you in a predicament where you feel like you got to choose between your child and your man. I'm going to choose for you and I'm out. Long story short, Years later, after we discussed that situation in detail, I still got blamed for the butt of the, the, the situation. Well, if you would have just left, and I was like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to leave? And I was cornered in. That man put his hands on me. I ain't put my hands on him. And that's another thing I just like. Yeah, you know, that's some fuck nigga activity. For real. Yeah, hands down. The funny part is, we'll, we'll talk about that off the show. I, I can't go into that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I ain't going to the theatrics after the fact. That uh, shit was all the way left. I can't speak about that on the show. We'll talk about child, that. I wasn't never in my mama relationship, but if a nigga, if you raised your voice at my mama, it was a wrap for you. The whole, everybody, it's eight of us. You finna get your ass whooped all around the board. So niggas thought twice before they even did anything, especially while one of us home. Now, that shit really could have went left, but I called all my dogs off because I don't know who... And let me tell you something. Anybody that know me know me and my daddy don't rock like that. We have our own issues. We're just getting to a point where we fuck with each other the long way. But during them times, it was real past and miss with me and my daddy. But one thing I can get at, man, either of my parents. Bitch, if I call, my parents is, that, my parents is TTG. And that kid is TTG. And for those of y'all don't know, don't know what TTG means, it means trained to go. So if I say whoop-de-whoop, them motherfuckers finna move hell, heaven, and earth itself to come and see by me. So I don't know who the fuck it was because I already knew not to do that, first of all. But somebody along the lines had spoken to my mama and found out what had happened and had called my daddy. Man, listen, I was a grown-ass woman on the phone. With my daddy. Daddy, please, no, don't do that. Daddy, it's okay. I said it's okay. You ain't got to do that. You don't have to come up here. Please. <laughs> this, man, <laughs> this man sitting beside me, Chuck, I basically indirectly had to do the same thing with him because when I gave him wind of what was happening, he was like, fuck that. What's the address? I'm coming. I was like, no. <laughs> no. Was he living in Florida at the time? No, I was living in Pennsylvania. I was like, no. no. He lived in Florida. Only a two, he no. Was, no, he was in New York. Only a two and a half hour drive. So he was in Florida. If he was living in Florida, then he was going to have some road buddies with him. No, he was on the other end of the phone, like, fuck that shit with Sadgis. And I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, Angel, I'm not fucking playing with you. No, I'm just coming out there. No, who, what the fuck is I said, no, I, I can handle my own. I fucked him up pretty badly. It's okay. I just no, just no. He a bitch ass nigga. Just don't even. Like I said, everybody, everybody for the most part, they know, they know I'm with the shits. Even one of the callers that's just listening right now. I remember she she called me with something. 
I was like, listen, I said, what's the move? What we got to do? He's like, no, nah. it's like, no, nah, CJ, we, ain't got, we don't got to do none of that. You can just chill out. You ain't got to do none of that. I like because, you know, when you pick up the phone and call me, it's already too late. It's a reason that I'm they call up. us the AMC duo. I'm with it. <laughs> you say, what? All right, I got my shoes on. Where are coming to? No, no, no. So what the fuck is coming without no fucking shoes. <laughs> No, when I got shoes on, that means where I live, I can't walk outside barefoot. So I got shoes to get to the car. <laughs> and no, 99% hey, chance that them shoes I'm throwing on is some goddamn flip-flops. So them shits is going to come off anyway, but still. Oh, no. Nah. He chucked already know when we get a phone call. We might not have time. I might not have time to put on shoes. I'm just getting up and running out the door. We, I'm on my way full speed while I'm on the phone talking to you. I'm on my way. Mm-mm, that's like I I'm know saying. Same way. My little sister, her first year of high school, she was talking to some girl, and some girl, uh, one of the other girls, lied on my sister and said she was talking about one of the popular girls in school. My sister was like, I don't even know this bitch. I just got here, and um. The girl walked up and was like, I heard you was talking about me. My sister was like, I don't even fucking know you. What do you mean talk about you? I don't even know you to talk about you. And the girl said, I heard you was talking about me. She was like, I wasn't talking to you. And the girl kicked my sister in the face. And my sister got up and gave that bitch the work. She never been in a fight before. Uh, but I tell yeah. people all the time, I ain't worried about none of my siblings. They got my blood running through their veins. So, I ain't listen. Every dog has his day, but bitch, you gonna feel this bite. Let me ask y'all a question, because this, this came across my mind when you said about when you were telling the story and you were saying how your mother picked the man over you. Mm-hmm. So, this is just my thought on it. And I, I guess I'll basically like on situations. Well, the question the question I'm basically trying to ask is, should the should the man or woman always be picked over the child? You're asking should a parent in that situation pick side? Correct. I'm gonna say it depends on the situation. So if you were in a situation like me and your child wasn't in the wrong, I feel like you're supposed to you supposed to stand strong with your child, not pick that person over your child. Now, if your child was meddling and your child is in the wrong and didn't mind their business, then by all means, you pick whoever the fuck you feel like it. I mean, but if your child in the wrong, I'm going to say stand by your spouse. And the only reason I'm going to say that is because that's what the Bible says. The Bible says when a man and a woman become one, they put all things behind them, which means parent, child, children, family members, everything. The husband is supposed to be the top priority underneath God and the wife the same for him and everything else fall in line accordingly. Let's jump the baby boy real quick. But in my household I say in my household growing up yeah we expected the uh my mama's husband but at the same time he ain't running the household. The kids ran the household. So if he got out of line he got dealt with. As long as he stayed in line, everything was strict. I hope all y'all repent to the Lord because y'all always living wrong. Well, hell, man, I don't fuck it. We're going to hell anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> like in my household, we have an understanding. I mean, we both agree that the kids come first because that's how we live, but 
come push, come to shove, my my family and his family have both found out the hard way, bitch. My spouse is my priority. All that other shit is irrelevant. Oh, but I, ooh, and I can't stand when, I ain't particularly picking my mama or his mama. I'm just saying this is the argument in general. Ooh, but I'm your mama. I gave birth to you. Okay, but you ain't fucking me. You ain't sucking me. Um, So, sis, I love you, but figure that one out. Sorry. All right, so, like I was saying, <laughs> let's, so, and baby boy came across my mind, too, when you brought that up. I know, I know the situation is different, but, well, yes and no, right? Because she started with him over the weed in the garden, and he didn't do it. Right. But... When it was him, when she thought it was him, she made a big deal about it. Mm. When she found out that it was her man, it was okay. All he had to do was, baby, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. And she was okay with that. I felt like she was fucked up for that because you could, you should have gave your child, you should have gave your man the same energy that you gave your child. All that hostility was unnecessary for your child if it wasn't going to be the same way for your man. Either way it go, they both was wrong for planting that shit in your garden. And it kind of got, it could have got everybody in the house in trouble. But... I do at the same time agree that Melvin took it too far. Melvin should have sat that one out. You not being that boy's daddy and you were just getting with his mama. You shouldn't have had no kind of commentary on the, the what was happening between him and his mama, period. You should have sat there and minded your motherfucking business. The same thing should have applied for Jody. The same <laughs> thing applied for Jody. Jody shouldn't lie. have had no commentation on Melvin either. He should have minded his motherfucking business. Both of them was in the wrong. Do I feel like the we mama was, was wrong for choosing Melvin over the son? Not really because Jody got what the hand called for. Both of them didn't know how to leave well enough alone. Jody could have ate that shit that Melvin said to him and kept going about his business, but he had to pop shit too. And here it is. You know, Jody, another person like Loki, I, I guess you could say trying to find him so yeah, Jody was only what nineteen in that movie. Yeah, like nineteen, twenty. Yeah, so that you know, so that was a question in my mind. Like you know, should should she have chosen Jody over Melvin? No. No, it worked out good in the end. It worked but out just I, I, I kind of, I, I mean, everybody's gonna say some people are gonna beg to differ with that simply because of the history. You remember Jody said that his brother got killed for the exact same reason. She threw her last, she threw her other son out in the street for her last boyfriend, and they got him killed. However, I agree with her at the same time with what she said. You're not a baby. You need to grow up, and you need to make decisions for yourself. I don't feel like what Melvin or the mama said was wrong. I feel 100% that they were both right, but I say to Chuck all the time, it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. Sometimes your delivery will destroy your message. Who gives a I'm joking. So <laughs> that's like if you say, for example, for those, I, I, yeah, because some people don't get it when I say that. So I'm gonna use my two-year-old as an example. I could say to my ten-year-old, my nine-year-old, my five-year-old, my four-year-old. I could say to all of them because they comprehend it. Sit the fuck down before I fuck you up. They gonna sit down and be like, "Oh, she mean business. She not playing." That's nice to say. Not that it's nice to say, but let's face the fact that sometimes kids don't comprehend until you cussing at them so I can say that to all of them it not hurt their feelings and they comprehend exactly what I mean when I say it let me say that to my two year old and she gonna be like well in her brain I, now I'm about to she really think I'm gonna 
actually physically harm her. And in her brain, she don't get why I'm yelling at her or I'm picking at her. But if I say, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Sit down or you're going to be in trouble. Well, y'all know my daughter's a terrorist, but um, (laughs) sometimes that works and sometimes it don't. Sometimes I really got to show her I mean business. But in most cases, when I tell her, sit down, don't do that, or I'm going to whip your butt, she'd be like, okay, mommy, I don't want whip. You going to whip my butt? I'm going to sit down. And she sit down. Hey, GT, by the way, how's that carpet at the daycare? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't the carpet. It was her mat. (laughs) Yeah, it was her mat that she sleep on. Wow. <laughs> yes, going pretty good. <laughs> but not gonna lie, when I just came back in the house, I had a scare because I made a store run and ran to go get my meds, and I come back, and this motherfucker walking around the house butt ass naked. So me, oh, no. I take off running. I take off running upstairs, thinking, "Oh shit, man." But she didn't do nothing. She didn't. I called her in time. She ain't do nothing. Well, she's telling y'all it's about that time. Listen, take y'all time. Have patience. That's a joke. That's a joke. Her best friend know know what the party is in the whole nine yards and still don't use it. And now I'm not. And for those of y'all, I whoop her. I'm not abusing my child. She would use the bathroom when she's ready. And I learned that from experience with my son. My son was three years old, and he knew very well when he had to use the bathroom, he just chose not to go. He waited till his third birthday exactly, took his pull-up off, threw that motherfucker in the trash, went and grabbed his drawers and said, pull-ups is for babies. I'm a big boy. And he potted from there on. He has never used a pull-up. I'm a big kid. So let them kids use the bathroom in their own time. Stop beating these goddamn churns. I ain't beating them. I'm just, I just thought. <laughs> I wasn't saying y'all. I'm just saying for the parents out there abusing their child, trying to fit everybody else's standards. That child will use the bathroom in their own time. We just got my child adjusted to actually trying mm. to use the big toilet because she had the fear for the biggest for the longest time that she was gonna fall in it. Mind you, she has a potty that is the exact replica of a toilet, but she was like, Mm-mm, "Y'all don't use it, so I don't want to use it." So she said, as she's learning to potty train right now, she she'll tell you, "I'm use the bathroom," and she be meaning the real bathroom. She look at that potty and go right past it. Unless somebody's actually actively in the bathroom. When she decide to go, she will put her little seat on the toilet and climb right up there and do her business. So it's a matter of letting them do things on their own terms. At that point, they can't really verbalize what's going on with them. They talk a hell of a lot, but their brain does not put together the right words to express of, I don't want to use the potty because, I don't want to use the bathroom because. They're not ready to express that. And you beating the shit out of them is not helping it. It's just making the matter worse because your child might have a fear that there's a monster. I mean, it's children. It's a child. So, you know, children have fears of dumb shit. So, in your child mind, ooh, it's a monster in the toilet. I don't want to go there. That flush sound sound weird. How come all the water disappear in the toilet? A gang of things could be going through their head. So, give them the time. Let them work the courage up to go to the bathroom. Don't just outright start beating on your kid. That's a fact. And then um, one of the caller that's listening said, don't beat the children. And actually before that, 
she has said relationships are very intricate and complicated that best leave people alone. Some people like to fight and then fuck. The funny part was I was thinking about that and I and I said, you know what? I said I'm gonna use that topic on the next on the, on the next Friday show we do. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that because it's funny how that how that came right right on time. But yeah, it's it, it's 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 some people you know the, the philosophy is oh beat the child and they listen, beat the child and they listen. You know, like my grandfather, I say about him, I say, I say about him quite often. He was he was big on he he was big on getting the belt and beating your ass. I mean he he had he had his ways with him. I mean I think I got my my last real ass whooping I got I think I was twelve years old. I was in sixth grade, and I was like the real last ass whooping in my life. Nah, seriously. And then um, shit, it went from the belt to hands. See, but. One thing I liked about my grandmother, um, my grandmother Gwen, got a rest of soul, and for everybody who is listening, a lot of people know who that is, you know, my rock, my heartbeat, all that other stuff that I miss dearly. She, you know, her philosophy of of things where I'm not gonna beat you, she said, because you know what she said, I can hit you and it wears off, and she was like, I know how to hit you where it hurts, so I'm looking at her like. Like, um, okay. So, you know, when you start taking things away and then you can't go outside, I mean, this is, I could probably do a whole nother show within itself on this. But, you know, you can't go outside, you can't watch TV, you can't do nothing. Oh, yeah, that's a whole different type of hurt. And with her, you know, some, some people, they even have the option of, some people, when you take the stuff away, oh, I just go to sleep, that wasn't the option either. So it was like, Nigga sit in the house and be bored It was really sit in the house and be bored Shit I got to the point where I said I'd rather take a whooping over this shit Could you read a book? That's all you could do I ain't had no problem reading books You know what honestly You know what honestly Neither did I but like I said The principle of it is you sitting After a while you sitting there for so long Man I remember two Two weeks, man, of being on punishment. Them two weeks felt like months. Like I, I asked, like I went and asked. Her, I said, "How long was I on punishment for?" She's like, "Oh, you was on punishment for two weeks." Nigga, that shit felt like I was on there for like six months. Damn, man. Like, damn, I done did a whole, I done did a whole bid in the house, basically. You know, and then this, this is, you know. We're probably gonna have this conversation again about the you know uh, about the generations and you know and and stuff like that and you know some people it's it's different. There's a difference of saying it takes a village. Like we really gotta have a village. We gotta stop saying it takes a village. You know and and really have one because you know well I don't know how it was for you, but I know for me it was just about. Anybody on the block they was cool with could beat your ass. I remember I walked. I think I told this story before too. I walked. I was walking somewhere one day. I, I don't remember if it was with UGT or if it was with somebody else. And there was this guy outside, and he said something. I was like, "Man, fuck him." And everybody, everybody goes, "Oh, he heard what you said. He heard what you said." And me, I'm still mouthing on. 
give a fuck if he heard me. I don't give a fuck if he heard me. So he seen me. He was like, and the funny part was, this was like right across the street from the house. So he seen me. He was like, hey, heard what you said. And I'm going to go over there and tell your dad. So, yeah, I hurry, I hurry up and fix that shit quickly. Because I ain't, I ain't even going to bullshit you. I, ain't want, I did not want that smoke. I really didn't. But it's it, it's funny now because like some of the some some of the ass whoopers and stuff I I could laugh about, but I don't I don't want to spend the last ten I don't want to spend the last ten minutes talking about that I want to stay on topic just want to go into um just want to go into the last topic before we wrap it up. So the last topic says why do people settle as a rebound? And what I was doing was I was once again uh, talking to coworker. And said to her, I said, you know, I said, what kills me is when people just pop about the woodwork with the hey, how you been, how you doing? And yes, I'm a guilty person. I will, I will entertain the shit. I will play along. Not that it's right, but yes, I am one of those people. I am one of those people who do that. Um, but the situation in GT, we spoke about this outside the show. The situation at hand was girl was engaged, and the dude, I guess, I don't know what he found out. I don't know if it was an argument, but he turned around, he leaped on her, she put him in jail. Now, here comes. Here comes all the messages, everything back to back, ping, 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 you know, and I'm like, yo, it's good, you know, we we catching, you know, we we really catching up. Then it goes into, I was like, well, yo, I thought you was, I thought you was engaged, I thought you got married, how the, you know, how's the marriage going? She goes, oh no. No, that didn't happen because of what I just said. Basically, he got froggy, tried to leave, blah, blah, blah. So, the way how I felt about it after just looking at everything, to me, in my opinion with her, it was like a void that she was looking to be filled because the funny part was when dude got out, everything, how the communication was, you would hit me, hey, what's up, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. It stopped. Then you turn around, you asking me for help. I help you out here and there. So I turn around and say, "Yo, what is such and such doing? And why don't you such and such?" I'm trying to give you, trying to give you answers to the outlet, you know, of what to do to try to solve your problem. You say, "Oh, I can't do it because." child support and if I do child support then he won't be able to see his children blah 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 and blah 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 long story short what happened in actuality though she was staying with the baby father's like sister or something like that so basically you were still kind of piggybacking off of, off of his people oh and can I say something real quick yeah Y'all do me a favor, male and female. Stop that shit. When y'all relationships start getting on the rocks, when y'all start 
having differences of opinions or whatever the fuck is going on with your relationship. Stop reaching out to your exes and other people trying to see what's going on in their relationship or trying to go back down shit or could have with a memory lane. Bitch, work out your problems. Leave them people alone. Leave them people in their space they in. Stop stop disrupting them people peace because you going through turmoil in your relationship, so now you want to go down shoulda, coulda, woulda in memory lane. Or you, you want to recall havoc and, and, and shit in somebody else's relationship. Bitch, my relationship. Leave them people alone. Here we go. <laughs> I can't stand old backtracking ass motherfucker. Bitch, you ain't talked to me in six years. Your relationship in trouble now, and I'm looking real good to you now. You tell me, hey, how you doing? No, I, no. Mm-mm. I don't want to hear your relationship problems. I ain't your goddamn therapist. No, I ain't your guru. No, we can't give you advice. But out. I mean, listen. I don't. I don't ever have a problem with being a listening ear. Sometimes. Mhm. Then a listening ear turned into a soft dick to a hard dick to ride on. Mhm. Hey, well. So the crown turned into a dick to ride. on. <laughs> Bitch. You want to hear yourself cry. You want somebody to feel sorry for you. Go find you a therapist and a box of tissue. Right. I ain't the nigga. Don't call me with your problems. Unless you're a I homie. Or a close friend. <laughs> I don't, don't get that shit. Don't call me with your problems. I got my own shit going on. That's how I be feeling like, if you my friend and I fuck with you the long way and you calling me to vent, fine. But if I ain't talked to you in years and all of a sudden you hitting me up, and now you're going to know how my marriage is, how my children are, yeah. what I've been up to, and all that great shit there. You want some. What you want? Until you, I ain't even going to answer the phone for years. Until you, until you hit him with a smart remark. And, like, it, it's happened to me. I never forgot. One time I hit the girl up. I said, I said what? I'm like, now, what are you doing? That bitch replied and said, fuck it. I'm like, what? I was like, I know she just ain't. I'm like, you doing what? Said, I'm fucking. Oh, no, she replied after the fact and said, oh, I was fucking. So, <laughs> I remember somebody, <laughs> somebody hit you me up. Kill us, nigga. Hey, listen, <laughs> somebody hit me up. What you up to? <laughs> or what, you, or what you been up to? How you been? I've been fucking. <laughs> been. Oh, my, my ex, my thirsty, my thirsty ass, thirst trapping ass exes, when they see me post shit on the gram and on Facebook and they see a picture of just me by myself, first thing they ask, oh, how your marriage? We straight. Oh, you sure? Yep. He be blowing this back out every night. You want, you want, you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans? <laughs> Man. But yeah, so. Or that stupid ass, hey, big head, ooh, look at you. Yes, look at me. His fine-ass wife, what about me? But, yeah, so basically after after I kind of, like, low-key put it in her life real quick, you know, then, then everything slowed down because she's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that, you know, referring back to the chick I was talking about, though. She's like, oh, no, but I don't want to do that because they need their dad, whatever, whatever. I'm like, yo, listen, I'm like, you're going to have to pick a struggle. I'm like for real, for real, and that's another that's another thing, and I'll probably do this like on whatever I don't know if it's gonna be on a Wednesday or a Friday show, but that's another thing. There's nothing wrong with helping somebody every now and again, but sometimes 
there's sometimes you 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 got to be one and done. Because if you ain't one and done, the shit never stops. A motherfucker will take advantage. I promise you. Somebody hit you up for five dollars today. Ten dollars two days later. Hundred dollars a week later. You be like, but God damn, bro. Don't you got a husband or wife? Don't you got a job? Why is you, bitch? Ain't the ATM of the bank? Oh, yeah. I got problems too. I got bills money. too. The fuck? And we gotta we we gotta wrap up though. We got like two minutes and counting. Um, I got the twenty eight. I got the twenty eighth locked in eight to nine thirty, which is on a Wednesday. I do plan to be. I do plan to be in the building for that show. And GT the next Friday we got is the thirtieth. So I don't have nothing else to say outside of that. Um, I'm out basically. The rest is on y'all. All right, so I just want to thank everybody for calling in, everybody for listening. As always, we appreciate you. Tell a friend to tell a friend and keep listening. God damn it. <laughs> um, also, for y'all that is having hair growth issues or any hair problems or you looking for a new hair care product, that is great too. All hair types, check out Prosperity hair for you that's the number four and the letter u dot com check it out shop there the hair oils is amazing my baby was born bald and now she got here um is your girl a rain i'm up and out the building gt do you have any remarks happy friday to everybody may y'all drink be safe out there whatever you're doing do it safe be back next time. Until then, y'all be easy. We out. It's another episode of Real Life Spill.